On today's episode of Locked On Canucks, we continue on with the conversation of the Andre Kuzmenko signing. Two new teams that could be potential JT Miller suitors. And who are my top five players in the NHL? It's Locked On Canucks, and it starts now. On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Canucks. I'm, of course, your host, Justin Pooney. I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast services. Of course, you can find me on Twitter, underscore process sports. You'll find our show on Twitter at Locked on Canucks. And please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search in Locked on Canucks on your YouTube search bar. Like I mentioned on today's show, a continuation of the discussion of the Andre Kuzmenko signing from yesterday. Major, major news across the NHL that this caused a lot of upset fans in Edmonton um the Canucks culture changed so definitely that but again now there's more options now what's next what is next who is he going to play with I touched on that yesterday and it seems to be getting a lot of traction the Pod Colson, Horvat and Kuzmenko second line which I think would be very very interesting um as well potential further moves with Brock Besser JT Miller Connor Garland Right, who are the potential people to be out? So we'll touch on that. And speaking of JT Miller, reports are there's two new Eastern Conference teams that could be um, in play for a JT Miller trade, and I'll let you know what I think about those. And finally, because in the NBA circles, of course, that they're all the top ten all-time lists um, and all that, I might get to that eventually. But I want to start off with my top five players. Um, in the NHL currently because it ties into the NHL awards that transpired tonight where we saw a certain Toronto Maple Leaf win the Hart Trophy and how I don't think he's a top five player in the NHL. But first, let's go back into the Andre Kuzmenko signing where, of course, yesterday it was announced. In case you're living under a rock and you did not know, the Canucks signed the heavily coveted Russian free agent who announced yesterday via Instagram and his agent that he will sign with the Vancouver Canucks on July the 13th, an entry-level deal worth $950,000 plus incentives. So what type of players? We kind of touched on yesterday. He was a point over a point-per-game player in the KHL and almost a point-per-game player in the playoffs. 25-year-old, um, and he, you know, he can score. He's got a high motor. And, you know, people were saying, is he Artemi Panarin or is he Fabian Brunstrom? Well, we definitely found out he's, you know, most scouts are saying he's definitely well above Fabian Brunstrom, who, of course, uh, about a decade or so ago, the Canucks were heavily after, but he chose Dallas. Um, and then, of course, we have Artemi Panarin, who came in with Chicago and then Columbus, and now, of course, is New York and is one of the best players uh, in the NHL. So, from all scouts are saying Kuzmenko is much better than Fabian Brunstrom, has a higher motor and has a, you know, is definitely going to be a player, but he's about a rung below Artemi Panarin, which quite frankly for the Vancouver Canucks is totally fine because we know they have elite level skill in guys like Elias Pedersen and Quinn Hughes. But I see, as I said yesterday, Kuzmenko can fit 
in your top six. I think that's where he will slot in. Top six, second unit power play, and get you 55 to 60 points plus. Absolute win check mark. He is a player that is going to come into the lineup right away. I talked about that stuff yesterday about on the ice, and I touched on the culture change. I want to dive deeper into the culture change because I think that, to me, was so important. When you look at winning organizations, you look at the Golden State Warriors who just won the NBA title, their culture around owner Joe Lacob, Bob Myers, Steve Kerr, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, they've all bought into the same goal. They're all a part of that same culture of winning and breeding excellence. And you look at the front office, they've stuck with them. You know, the Warriors were down and they could have, you know, stripped, you know, traded away Draymond, traded away Clay, and just kept Steph and started fresh. No, they were loyal to those guys. Now, with that being said, I'm not comparing the Warriors to the Canucks, but what I'm getting at is with this is even if you look at the team like the Toronto Raptors or the Seattle Seahawks when they were in their run, it was a culture a culture and everybody was pushing towards the same goal and everybody had the same beliefs. That is what you're seeing now with the Canucks. They have a plan. They're going to execute that plan. We, the media fans might not know this plan. We're, we're seeing it transpire. You know, we're going to see what happens in the draft in a couple of weeks, what moves they make. We're going to see in free agency, what's going to happen. We're going to see the next year how this team is going to be shaped around Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin and their culture they're putting in. Changing the dressing room and the workout facilities and renovating Rogers practice facility. Pamper, not pampering, but making these comfortable. Making them feel that this is a world organization with world-class facilities, which players look at free agent hot look at the Vegas Golden they've been a free agent hotbed of destination because they have you know a nice practice facility they have a brand you know they have they've done a great job integrating themselves and building a Vegas you know you could say that for years with the Detroit Red Wings although they didn't play at the best arena but they had a great end of success well, look at the problem in Edmonton right now they don't have a culture of winning. They have great players, two of the th- four best players in the league, in my personal opinion, but the culture has not been set. Maybe going forward and after next year, the culture has been set that this is a standard over the organization. You look in Toronto, the culture has never been, it's been always so flawed and so misconstrued. And even currently right now, although they have a plethora of talent, they don't have a culture of winning. And that is what the Canucks are trying to build. A culture of winning, a culture of success, and a culture of continuity. And once that is, as this is taking place, you're going to see more and more free agents or hopefully want to come to Vancouver, become a free agent destination once again where players want to say, hey, I want to play in Vancouver because not only are they building something special, but they take care of players. And you know what? I can see the vision that they're selling. That to me was a huge, huge win by Jim Rutherford, Patrick Alvin, and Bruce Boudreau. And for the city of Vancouver, quite frankly, where players want to come here. They want to live here. Oh, yes, the weather has not been great this summer, and it's been raining, but it's a world-class city, great fans, although they are you know very hard. But 
it is a win for Vancouver. Regardless of Kuz, if Kuzmenko, you know, pans out or not, and we all hope he does, but if he if he doesn't, it's still a win because it shows that this new this new regime knows what they're doing. And when you look at sports landscape across the world, whether that's the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, the Los Angeles Rams, um, the Golden State Warriors, you know, whoever, whatever is out there, all these great organizations have strong leadership, but they also have great people that know how to build a team and set a culture and set a tone. And that is what the Canucks are doing. And to me, regardless of whoever comes in in the offseason, what players they bring and whatnot, the fact that there is a new culture, a new tone, a new fresh paint, you would like to say on the walls of this organization, um, it is a breath of fresh air. After years of being, um, of Jim Benning seeming like a pushover, a puppet to um, Francesco Aquilini, what we see now is two men that, and women as well, Cam Granado and all these other people that are in the Canucks organization, just a group of people that know what they're doing and that have a plan. And when you have a plan in place and when you follow it to a T, good things will happen rather than going off the seat of your pants. And that is what the Canucks have now. But coming up after this break, we're going to go on to what the next course of action could be. What does this mean for Brock Besser? What does this mean for JT Miller? And what does it mean for Connor Garland? So stick around for that. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at Built. You all know our friends at Built are always coming out with new, amazing new flavors. Well, this time, Built truly has outdone themselves with their new mud pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both mud pie bar and mud pie puff. Now, what mud pie? What does mud pie taste like? Well, if you're a fan of chocolate, you better sit down for this one. The new mud pie is rich with whipped cream and chocolate mousse smothered in 100% real chocolate with cookies and cream crumble. You've got to try mud pie as soon as possible, and all you and you need to hurry because the mud pie bar and mud pie puffs will not be around for long. They're very limited. Visit built.com to taste the deliciousness for yourself not convinced luckily we've saved the best for last it's actually so good for you no really built products are low calorie high protein and low sugar mud pie is packed with 16 grams of protein and only 150 calories and 8 grams of sugar it's like your mom baked the most delicious chocolate cream mud pie and wrapped it up for you just for you mud pie bar puffs and bars are built at built are available excuse me at built.com right now but they're going fast because they're delicious. Like all built bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. What's great about built is that all their bars, all their bars are built with, or sorry, made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new Mud Pie Built Bar and Built Puff, whether you need a snack for your workout or a late night treat, or just something that you want to have on the go. It's better than any protein bar. It's better than any candy bar. Chocolate mousse, whipped cream, cookies, and crumble. Stop drooling. Go to built.com and order your box of mud pies and puffs. Now you won't regret it. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order at built.com. And welcome back, everybody, to Locked on Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. So 
we touched on the Andre Kuzmenko signing and how now this gives the Canucks options. They have a player now who can step into the everyday lineup and that can make certain players expendable, whether that's JT Miller, Brock Besser, Connor Garland, hopefully Tanner Pearson, hopefully Jason Dickinson. Um, but let's, there was an interesting report that came out that said that there are new teams set to be interested on JT Miller. Now reports are that the Canucks and word um, through various channels is that the Canucks are willing to offer Miller a contract, but it's going to be at their price. Now JT Miller is seeking a big contract extension coming off a career year. While the money is seems to be, you know, we don't know. Will Miller want to take a bit of a hair a deal of not a haircut, but a pay cut um, to stick around in Vancouver? Or will he want to cash in on a truly, truly big deal that quite frankly, looks more and more likely that some team will offer him. But two interesting teams came up in reports that could be interested. The first team is a team that just hired the Canucks' former coach, John Tortorella, the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, of course, they traded Claude Giroux, and they're kind of in a interesting spot, you would say. I don't think with Tortorella is going to do a rebuild. Uh, they have some nice pieces, so they might be trying to do a retool on the fly, and JT Miller could be um, the perfect, um, you know, the perfect fit. Um, you know, reports are saying that he, Chuck Fletcher, wants to make a big splash in Philly and trying to get this course and this team and franchise back on track. Now, who knows what's going to be out there? Look, when you look at the centerman situation in Philadelphia, you know, they have Sean Couturier, um, who was a number one center, in my personal opinion, but he's been through a lot of injuries and kind of. Looks to be better at number two. You have Kevin Hayes, who, with his salary, you know, should be a number one, but hasn't played like that. So there is a, you know, a room for a JT Miller to come in and play center. Then I think, you know, with his attitude and his toughness, might be the perfect player for Philadelphia. You know, great, you know, will say what's on his mind. You know, he kind of fits that Philly mold. Canucks expect back. Well, you know, they have Travis Konechny, who is a very, very, very interesting piece to me. You know, he could be expendable. He's had a, you know, they had a 66 points a couple of years ago before the pandemic. Kind of struggled the last years, but comes at a relatively cheap price. Just above $5 million. Um, Could he be in play? Um, you know, then there's you no know, Rasmus Ristolainen, who's a, you know, kind of a interesting thing, a contract they might want to get rid of. Maybe it's, uh, you know, some, you know, Canucks give out a, a Miller, something else to take on a wrist aligning contract and, um, you know, a Travis Konechny, excuse me. Sorry, did I say Travis Konechny? Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, sorry, Travis Konechny. I forget who I was saying before, but Travis Konechny um, will definitely be a piece that the Canucks would want to look at. Um but yeah, like I was saying, Travis Konechny comes at a decent price at five, but over five million. He's the cousin of Bo Horvat, so there's that tie right there. And he's still coming off a decent season. Um, so the, if I'm the Canucks, I might be interested in making that move. It's Konechny and Philly's first round pick for JT Miller and something else. That might be something they want to take a look at. I would certainly want to take a look at that because that's um, fairly, fairly interesting to me. But um, it could. The Flyers have the fifth overall pick, so it might maybe potentially could be you know Miller, 
Canucks 15th overall pick and somebody else uh, take your poison um, for, you know, a Travis Konechny, the fifth overall pick and a whatever, whatever contract else um, the Flyers want to get rid of. Something like that where, you know, it kind of equals out where, you know, the Canucks trade up in the draft, maybe get a more impact player. But Philly definitely gets the best player in the draft in JT Miller. Um, and the Canucks still get Travis Konechny, who comes at a reasonably decent price. Um, and, you know, he's under contract for another few years. The next team is uh, Washington, the Washington Capitals, who, of course, got the news over this past weekend that Nicholas Backstrom has gone under uh, a resurfacing surgery on his left hip. Um, and it's a very rare procedure. And quite frankly, um, it's going to take a while. Um, it's the same surgery, actually, that essentially ended Ryan Kessler's career. Um, the former Canuck, Ed Jovanovski, did make a comeback, but it only lasted a short time. So basically what it is is that the end of Nicholas Backstrom's career is pretty much here, and now there's going to be a massive hole at center for the Washington Capitals. Of course, still have Alex Ovechkin. Um, they don't really have the same young talent i would say um, as the flyers do but they do have some interesting pieces you know they have 20 million dollars in cap space uh with the backstrom in the ir so they can definitely fit miller under the cap um it just depends on what the canucks would want from from washington now i don't think you want a tj oshi um tom wilson maybe um i don't but i don't see Washington giving up on Tom Wilson because they're still going to try to compete. So um, while it might be nice that they want JT Miller, I just don't think Washington per se has the assets to acquire uh, JT Miller. I see um, Washington probably going after a guy like Naz Kadri, who is a free agent. Um, I can see them trying to offer him to play on ride shotgun with Alex Ovechkin, which quite frankly is still you know, a pretty sweet gig in the NHL. Um, but um those are the two teams that kind of came up with JT Miller. The one player who um, I think it's pretty evident that Brock Besser will probably stick around um, unless something drastically changes. I think that they're probably just going to offer him the qualifying offer and probably keep him because they can't afford to keep him. And when um, Jim Rutherford was saying these things, that he had to have a certain inclination. But when he's saying that they're not going to let Brock Besser go into free agency, he probably had an inclination that, you know, if Kuzmenko signs, we can still fit him, right? The guy who I'm worried about is Connor Garland who just came in last year, part of the OEL trade. Um, and now he was expected to be a top six guy. He's getting paid like a top six guy at 4.25. Um, he slots down the lineup and his um, job screen might be kind of interesting. But it's also an interesting trade piece to me as well, where, you know, Connor Garland is a guy with a lot of value. He plays with that sandpaper-ish type of game. Um, and he um, he has value. So the Canucks can move off that 4.25, create a little bit more cap space. Well, maybe that helps re-sign JT Miller um, and kind of build that roster that way. So that could potentially be an option as well for the Canucks. Um, but I do think it's most like, I'm very intrigued by the Flyers option because if the Canucks can get a guy like Travis Connect, you can, again, play in that another top six role, whether that's on the first line with Besser um, and Pedersen, or, you know, maybe he slides in on a second line and Pod Colson moves up or whoever, or Kuzmenko slides up, whatever. He's a quality guy that can step into the top six, who's young, um, the same draft as Besser. So I think I would be very intrigued to that Philly deal. And I think that's something that fits what the Canucks are looking for and what the Flyers are looking for. So I would be very intrigued 
and to see where the negotiations and if there's negotiations between Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin and Chuck Fletcher in Philadelphia um, as we proceed forward to the draft. So that is that. But also keep an eye on Connor Garland and maybe packaging him up with a Jason Dickinson or a Tanner Pearson and moving up because we know there's going to be changes made. There's changes coming. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all unfolds over the next few months. Now, coming up after this final break, um, I want to talk about my top five players in the NHL currently. Um, and I've never done this before, but I think it'd be kind of interesting because everybody loves lists. Everybody loves debating lists. So let's get into that. So stick around for that. And everybody, welcome back to Locked on Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. So as I mentioned before the break, we're going to do my top five current players in the NHL. And right, and the reason why I brought this up was because today, of course, there was the NHL. <clears throat> excuse me, the NHL, where we've, of course, we found that um, Austin Matthews was the first Maple Leaf to win the trophy since 1957. One drought. The leaf was broken this year because it looks like then again, no first round. So at least that one of the droughts is broken for them, but the most important are still going on and they will still going to be going on for a while. But um, I wanted to talk about how I believe MVP, he's not a top, maybe he's not a top four player in the league, but is he a top five player? So I'm going to give you guys my list. Number one, of course, with a bullet easiest day Connor mcdavid is the in the nhl speed skill so his playoffs the ability to carry a team he is the quintessential best player on the planet and he will be and he has been for the last few years and he will continue to be for as long as he goes um so Connor mcdavid head and shoulders above the rest number two kale mccarr is the number two player in the nhl now if you look at these playoffs and you watch Kale McCarr play, the guy is an absolute beast. Absolutely electric. Just his ability to skate. He opens his hips up. His ability to just control the game. You know, he's leading the Avs in playoff scoring this year as a defenseman. You know, we've had Eric Carlson. We've had you know, other offensive defensemen. But Kale McCarr, there's got that special it factor to him, and he's going to get a, you know, there, there's a reason why people are saying he could potentially win a hard trophy as a defenseman. He is that great, that electric. You know, he's physical. He can move the puck. He can score. He can make the right passes. He can walk the line better than anybody. There's a reason to compare him to Paul, Paul Coffey and Bobby Orr because he has that type of specialness about him. He is number two after this playoffs. Number three, Nathan McKinnon. Again, just like McDavid, he's speed, skill. He's got a high desire to win. And I love his attitude. He wants to win. He has. He's not afraid to speak his mind. He's not afraid to, you know, be show his personality. But and you can see that he has. It's when I see him talk, he has a burning desire to win and be the best. And you know, it meant a lot for him to beat Connor McDavid in the Western Conference Finals. So Nathan McKinnon is number three. Number four, to me, is Leon Draisaitl. Now people might say, "Well, where, where's Matthews? Where's Matthews?" If you look at it, Leon Draisaitl. This year in the playoffs on one leg, one leg. Now people say, well, he played with McDavid. He did this. No, no, no. That doesn't matter. On one leg, 
He scored 30-plus points in the playoffs. I believe Leon Draisaitl is a top four, but he has that edge to him, that bite, and he has an innate sense to, you know, he's got that physical where it's hard to take him off the puck. He's a big body. He can shoot. He can dish it off. Leon Draisaitl is a top four player in the NHL. And finally, number five, change that. You know, I'm going to go Victor Hedman. I think Victor Hedman is still a top five player in this game. Forget Artemi Panarin. Forget Austin Matthews. Victor Hedman, I know he hasn't played the best this Stanley Cup Finals, but Victor Hedman is still a top five player in this game. Victor Hedman is the best defenseman in the NHL. Best all around. Just the way he's able to control the game, his puck position, his physicality, everything. My top five players in the NHL go Connor McDavid, Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, Leon Dreisaitl, Victor Hedman. Those are my top five. Now, is Austin Matthews six? Probably. I think Victor Hedman affects the game in more ways than Austin Matthews. If I'm picking a team, I want a stud number one defenseman that can do can log 35 minutes a game for me. And can Austin Matthews can play 20 some minutes a game. Victor Hedman can play 10 more minutes a game and still be super effective and control the game. I want Victor Hedman on my team. Victor Hedman can do it all. I would rather have Victor Hedman than Austin Matthews. Great goal scorer. He won the MVP this year. Do I think it's a sympathy one? Yes. Um, and people are going to call me a leaf hater, but if I'm going to d- d- disregard the whole Artemi Panarin thing, I totally forgot about Victor Hedman, but I want Victor Hedman on my team. I want Kale McCarr on my team because these guys here affect winning. You can say whatever you want about the Oilers not winning. You know, they've made it past the first round with McDavid and Dreisaitl more than Austin Matthews has made it past the first round. And that means something to me. Can you affect winning? when it matters the most in the playoffs. And all those guys I just mentioned have done that more than Austin Matthews. Victor Hedman, two-time Stanley Cup champion. You know, Norris Trophy winner. and Probably the best defenseman of this generation while Kill McCarr has got next. Leon Dreisaitl, MVP, scoring champ. You know, playing playing through the high ankle sprain in the playoffs. Still being effective. Nathan McKinnon. An elite number one and number one top gun player, speed, skill, center, can score, can do it all, has a burning desire to win. Kale McCarr, unbelievable talent, unbelievable defenseman, unbelievable player, probably will win the hard trophy eventually as a defenseman and multiple more Norris trophies. As I mentioned, as Victor Hedman's kind of prime ends, Kale McCarr has got next. And of course, number one with a bullet head and shoulders above the rest, Connor McDavid. And quite frankly, you still have guys like Sidney Crosby who's playing at elite level, Alex Ovechkin. So Austin Matthews, yes, you won the MVP, but you are not that guy just yet. And maybe, just maybe, if you get a change of scenery out of Toronto, you could eventually become that guy. But that's my opinion. That's what I think. Take it, leave it, whatever you want to do with it, that's fine. But those are my five. Hopefully you guys agree. Hopefully you guys disagree. I'd love to hear it. So that is it for today. Episode on Lockdown Canucks tomorrow. Of course, there'll be a new day, more news on the Canucks front, and we will dive into that. But I want to make sure you're, and I want to thank you, excuse me, for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. For your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL covers the NHL playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from all local experts every Monday through Friday. And it's free and available wherever you get your podcast services. Take care, guys. Stay safe. And we will talk to you tomorrow.